Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, our mild-mannered podcasters were bombarded by gamma rays, bitten by radioactive bugs, mutated by toxic waste, irradiated with cosmic rays, born into a world that doesn't understand them. So um, we're talking about old, old infomercials. infomercials that used to be on at like three o'clock in the morning. Um, and I was just telling Bob that I still have to this very day the uh, Mir- Peter Popoff Miracle, Miracle Water. That's like this like copper looking brown, disgusting, like viscous <laughs> liquid inside of a like a plastic case. Yeah. But supposedly if you drink it, Money will just fall out of the sky and yep. onto your face. Did it work? I have never. I don't. don't I it as war. <laughs> I called the number as a gag. I was like, "They're not going to send this to me." Sure as shit, they sent me that water, and I put it in a box, and I've never opened it before. But I've kept that box, and so every like couple of years, I'll find it. Be like, oh, what's in here? Some old photos, no, and underneath all those photos and knickknacks and God knows what else is that thing of water. I still have it. Peter Popoff. You say that name to me, it, it strikes so many chords. He was one of the biggest of the TV evangelists in that 80s, 90s period. Oh. Yep. When I when I was a little kid, there was a TV show that you probably remember, Steve, but not as far back as I do, called Wonderama. Oh, on yeah. Channel 5 here in New York. Mm-hmm. And back when I was watching as a kid, the host was a fellow named Sonny Fox, who ended up being a professor at Stony Brook. He would bring on the show this fellow named The Amazing Randy. His name was James Randy, <laughs> who was a magician, escape artist, all sorts of things. And in his later life, he was the head of the skeptics corner of the world. He wanted to do what Houdini did and take down phonies. And Peter Popoff was one of his great successes. Because he oh, wow. you know, Popoff was doing this thing where he'd He''d be on the stage and his wife was out in the audience and he could identify that Janice Smith has a, has a, has a, has an arthritic hip and she's <laughs> here and I'm, I'm going to heal that for you. It's like, well, how does he know these things? Well, the way he knew this, Randy had figured it out because he was a magician and it was just a trick. Hmm. What was going on was his wife was in the audience with a microphone, interviewing people like one ahead as to what was going to happen. Well, she also had a, a, she was broadcasting it through something in her ear to him with an earpiece on the stage. Oh my God. So she could hear it. (laughs) So what Randy did, and he did this on the tonight show with Johnny Carson, also an amateur magician. He sent someone into the facility with a portable scanner, a police scanner set to their frequency. (laughs) Oh, my God. So he's on The Tonight Show showing the footage, and you can hear Popoff's wife talking to him on the stage about Janice <gasps> Smith having a lame hip. 
That's incredible. And Popoff got thrown off the air for years and years and years. He is back now doing the same oh, grift God. he was doing back then. Yeah, but Randy took him off the air. So you have, wow. a, you have a rarity there, Steve. You've got the miracle water. <laughs> I just sent you a picture. Of the miracle uh, water? To Chris and to the group <laughs> oh of the Peter, Peter Popoff's Holy Land Anointing <laughs> Oil. <laughs> That's so great. Ah, it looks disgusting. No wonder yeah. it's all viscous. You're not supposed to drink it. You're probably supposed to like dab your crucifix yeah. in it or you something. Probably like like you a probably baptism. sprinkle it on people. Yeah. yeah. Did, people just like flick it into your eyes. <laughs> Is anyone watching The Deep End on Hulu? Speaking of spiritual healers. <gasps> What's on there? It's so good. Okay, so it's a uh, it's a docu-series that uh, is covering the cult of Teal Swan, who is like one of the newest, biggest cults in the world that started on YouTube. Wow. It is incredible. It is, And they, they gave the um, documentarians like full access to their compound because they're so convinced in their rightness mm-hmm. that they don't see how this is going to be a problem. <laughs> Problem for them at all and it's fascinating <laughs> you gotta love those people who have such confidence uh do you, all everyone and out there in the audience if this is one of our patreon extras do yourself <laughs> a favor and look up james randy he also took down yuri geller the guy who could bend oh, spoons yeah because it, geller was going to go on the tonight show too and, and, and carson went well how do i catch him and what he's doing because it's a trick right he went yeah it's a trick and so Randy sets up a whole thing. Well, you can find the water in these cups, right? No, he can't. Oh, there, there are hostile vibrations. Oh, stop. You get caught out. Randy, what he did, he became a MacArthur Fellowship grant, which means mm. he's like the smartest guy on the planet. Yeah, that's wild. And what he did, he took that money. If anyone in a controlled situation could prove they had any kind of psychic powers, He'd give them a million dollars. He's the modern Houdini then, huh? Yeah, see, that's what he wanted to be. And you know how many people collected? Zippo. (laughs) Zippo. Because it would be great if there were such things, right? But no one could could prove him. And he went after everybody, all the biggest, Sylvia Brown and all the rest of them. And he he only passed a couple of years ago at like 100 years old. And he was still out there fighting the good fight for sanity and (laughs) rationale and... Yeah. We need those people right now. The whole world is anti-science and anti-everything. It's like, oh, stop, people. Mm-hmm. All right. I am Calling probably it. going to keep all of this. Cool. And we're just going to start the show. Is that a cold open? <laughs> it's a cold open. Uh, everybody's ready, right? Oh, yeah. We're well, doing I'm, I'm yeah. Amped up now, yeah. Yeah. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking Comics Podcast. It is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022, and you're listening to episode, are you ready for this? 550. Shut up. 550 episodes of this mother. Uh, I am your host, Steve Say, and joining me for this week's show are Mr. Bob Ryer. It's June 6th for me, so feed me. (laughs) <laughs> nice. John Burkle is also back. To quote Alice Cooper, school's out for something. <laughs> and joining us is Chris Carey Woo-hoo! of <laughs> There's 
Tion Toon and Gotham Outsiders fame. Yay! And Damian Wayne Apologist. Don't forget. <laughs> That's right. That's right. There will there will definitely be some Damian talk later in the episode for my lightning round. There will be Obviously. blood. Obviously, I'm yes. here because Aaron isn't. You can't invite us on the show at the same time. Aaron sat out in protest. <laughs> <laughs> he knew I was thinking about it, and he's like, no, nah, I'm going to skip. He saw the outline, and he's like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so uh, Joey and Aaron are out for this week, but we've got Chris, which is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. You're very welcome. And... Uh, because we had a lot going on behind the scenes last week, and I sometimes don't even know what day it is. <laughs> we we didn't say it then, but I will most certainly say it now. Happy Pride Month! <gasps> Happy, yeah! Pride Month! Happy Pride Month! <laughs> Happy Pride Month to everybody listening. Yes. We hope that you celebrate yourselves and that you enjoy and that you find ways to be happy in that celebration. Because Pride Month is awesome. It is. Yes. Yes. Did not mention that last week, and I should have. I had other things on my mind, and I apologize. Did, did anybody see the – wasn't hubbub because she shut it all down pretty quickly – what Linda Carter was doing over the last couple of days? It was days. so oh, yeah. great. Right, yeah. Linda Carter, my hero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I got to hear her sing live at Comic-Con one time. Wow. Ooh. She's so good. Yeah. Such a great – She wasn't Sean supposed Chief. to – Everyone was supposed to pay to see her, and she said, nope, not on my watch, and came right out in the middle of the crowd and sung. Awesome. Yeah. Now, people people are asking, well, Wonder Woman's not a a, a, a pride thing, not, not a, an LGBTQ oh, plus buddy. icon, and she went, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> She's not in all the pride specials for no reason, yeah, guys. And, and, went, and went wringing her hands and just, just telling people what it was. And you should go look at what Greg Rucka has to say. She, she yes. nailed every point and shut them all down. Yes, our queen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I thought that I would I, – I had no idea that we were going to have such a uh, – a raucous cold open to the show. I did, <laughs> Chris I is here, plan. of course we were going to have It's raucous, one. yes. Yeah. The energy's always up when yes. I'm here. <laughs> yes. Okay, I'm sending this to you, Chris. Ooh. And I'm going to send it to the group now. Oh. I have a little exercise <gasps> for us to oh, do. I, I haven't sent it yet. I'm now. No, come on, I'm, I'm not good. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about cassettes, Steve. <laughs> Bear with me. Here we go. Well, okay. I see Peter right. Popoff. Right. So, this is a question. No, no, no. It's coming to you now. Oh, I've here we go. Okay. okay. All right. You've you've seen this. We're gonna pick. We're gonna pick vacations. I saw this floating around Twitter, and I was like, I'm curious as to where everybody would go if they had their dream vacation. I'm gonna give you six different scenarios. They're all on this list. I'm gonna read them out for the audience. Okay. How many picks and do I get? Say one. You only get one. <laughs> one total. But it's one with kind of three options under it. Yeah, uh, you have to pick. You have to pick from from six different versions. I'll I'll read them to the audience. Assume that you can bring people with you. Yeah, you can bring okay. anybody you want. I'm going to say that, or right. or alone if we so desire. Just throw it. Yes, out. Yes, please. Yes, yes please. that as well. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm going to read this to the audience. This is it. Vacation one is a beachfront suite with unlimited cocktails and snorkeling. Vacation two is a swimming pool, all-you-can-eat buffet, and private cabana. 
Vacation 3 is a cruise, daily games and shows, ocean sunset views. Vacation 4 is a historic city tour, wineries and museums. Vacation 5 is a mountain cabin with a personal chef and a giant hot tub. Uh, And Vacation 6 is camping with whitewater rafting and hiking trails. See, I want to customize mine already. (laughs) (laughs) See, what I see here is these are either all the settings of a rom-com or a horror movie. It could go either way. <laughs> yes. I, I could probably name you examples of each, Chris. Right. Me too. Yeah. Me too. If anyone wants Rex, we could yeah, definitely we could give that. them based on this list. <laughs> I think if I had to pick from this list, I would go with Vacation 2, mm-hmm. which is I'm going to assume a very nice swimming pool, mm-hmm. an all-you-can-eat buffet sounds real nice, and a private cabana for just mm-hmm. like chilling and reading and playing some games and everything. That would be real nice. Ooh. See, I would do four. Sounds, I would do I'm, four in a heartbeat. I'm I want museums. You. I want yep. wine. I want history. Yeah, let's go, Bob. Let's yeah, have fun. We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> let's do it. We'll go let's to New it. York. Wanna... Well, let's come to New yes. York. We'll do this. Yeah, let's go to the Met. There's all, oh, oh yeah, uh, let's do it. The, the Whitney. Yeah. We can go to the Guggenheim. We can go to the Algonquin. Right, and yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm scheduling a vacation with you right now. <laughs> I'd love it. John, do you have a preference? I'm going vacation five because I want to be around no one. I want to be <laughs> in the middle of the mountains. I'll go running on the mountain trails. A personal mm-hmm. chef can come and cook each meal and then leave. You got to vet that chef real well if you're going to be in a mountain cabin with them, because that sounds murdery to me. Just Mi- I'm saying misery in my head, right? You're going to have a medical oh, problem. No. It's a fan of the podcast. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm shackled to a bed and yeah. my legs are breaking. Yes, like, just, exactly. just talk podcast facts at me. Uh, you talk too much X-Men. <laughs> you dirty bird. <laughs> oh, you've, been, you've been reading the emails, have you? <laughs> Why don't you like Joey? <laughs> oh, Joey. Oh, Joey. It's Joey. The Joey's butter. my personal chef. No, no. <laughs> you brought up cable. Double burger. <laughs> you should try the arsenic. It's delicious. Yeah. I will. I will say I will never step foot on a cruise ship. So no, God, vacation no. three is out. No. With, you, with you. Ever since Please. I saw Speed Two Cruise Control. Um. <laughs> it's, God, if it's near an ocean, I am out for just out. Right. Or the we water, the pool, free. the beach. I don't care. Yeah. But if we could add unlimited cocktails and personal chef to Vacation Four, we're that talking Shangri La. Now you're hey, getting greedy, I'm a pretty incredible greedy. chef, so you know I'm just saying. Mm. You pay my way on this trip, and you have one. <laughs> okay, sold American, as they used to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's what we would do on our vacations. <laughs> Thank you for for humoring me. Mm-hmm. There are no we'll conventions on your list, though, Steve. If you had a comic convention. The conventions? <laughs> Yo, I didn't make the list. <laughs> all right, all right. Obviously, I you, this person's I, not a comic fan. <laughs> I assume you make all memes. I didn't realize that wasn't you. Yeah. Huh? Look, even the ones with the goats and everything, I, I thought you did. Yeah, yeah. Especially the ones with the goats. <laughs> and the cat ones, too. All the cat mm. memes come from mm. me. I didn't know you owned you Grumpy know. Cat. Oh. Just the right. Listen. <laughs> R.I.P. Um, well, did, did, he pa- yeah. did he pass? I think he or did. She yeah. passed? Oh. I think he did, yeah. Now is that like the world's oldest person? Is there gonna be like a new grumpy cat? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, they've already made the new grumpy cat just in a lab somewhere. Ooh. <laughs> Gotta sell those lunch boxes. Mm-hmm. I never want to be the world's oldest person because I know what's coming. 
Yeah, Guinness Book of World Records banging on your door. Every every few weeks, they're another world's oldest person. <laughs> All right. Listen, this uh, this podcast is also about comic is books. It? No. Oh, is it? <laughs> yep. Uh, we are going to talk about them. We are also going to talk about uh, a little movie that came out not too long ago that I watched the other day. Hmm. Keep you in suspense right now. Um, we've got one, it's not even really a news story. It's more of like, they're, they're saying that they're doing this and I, who knows, um, beyond that. Yeah, I, I, uh, (laughs) we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, beyond that, I think that might be it. We have, we have a couple of listener questions left over. Uh, of course, people that we want to answer them are not here. So maybe we'll just have to. I don't know, get our act together elsewhere and read them out for each other or something. We could, on read, them, we could read them today and pass we them We could on. take bets. We could take bets on what they're going to answer. You know what? <laughs> we can put the question to the audience <gasps> and see if anybody else wants to write us or, or tweet us or whatever. Tweet us your stuff and then we'll read it alongside ours. How about that? There you go. There's that's, a, that's called listener engagement. Their answer's <laughs> yeah. as valid as ours. I mean, after mm-hmm, all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe more so, or not. Right. I gotta, I gotta kill this this angry Peter Popoff image on the. No, I'm still seeing it too. Could you? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it's burning in our a, thread that you sent me. It's <laughs> burning a hole in my soul. Yeah, I always feel really bad after I've sent something pretty heinous to the group image wise because until somebody responds or the notifications push it out of the way, you just kind of have to look at it. I'll just send you some really unhinged gifts in response and it'll be gone. I always oh like what boy. the people thinking when they're not on the show and they're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> Why is this? What are they talking about? <laughs> That's part of the fun. I know. All right. Let's do some <gasps> lightning rounds. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to go first. Oh. I know. Ooh. Uh, what do I got here? What do I got here? All right, so uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you right up front because it's one of those types of comics where when you put it all together, it's kind of like two things happened. So I'm about to spoil the closet number one. So if you've <gasps> not read the closet number one, you might want to tune out for the next couple of minutes. This is written by James Tynan the Fourth with art by Gavin Fullerton. Colors by Chris O'Halloran and letters by Tom Napolitano. So the issue begins with us joining Tom, spelt with a T-H like the guy from Radiohead, uh, <laughs> at the bar, Thom. Uh, he's <laughs> he's throwing like a Robert E. Howard beers. villain somehow. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's throwing down a couple of beers. He's really taking his time about it. And he's talking to the bartender about his stress relationship, moving to a new home, and how his kid has been having trouble sleeping. Fast forward to several beers later, when Tom gets back home to his wife, smell the alcohol on his breath, and is pissed that after taking his sweet time, he brought home the wrong packing tape. Oh, Thom, what are you thinking? <laughs> uh, Thom, I'm just going to keep but- going. <laughs> no. Uh, Tom and Maggie, they start just like laying into each other, arguing. Meanwhile, their son, Jamie, is having trouble sleeping because there's a monster in his closet. Of course. Tom tells the kid that they're moving tomorrow and he only needs to deal with the monster for one more night. People have dealt with monsters in their closets forever 
and it shouldn't be a problem. We've been living here for years with the same monster. You'll be fine. Jamie insists that his dad check the closet. Tom does. Tom finds nothing. Goes back to arguing with Maggie. Back in Jamie's room, the monster is very real. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, And this is the part where I'm really going to spoil everything because I want to have a conversation around this. The monster comes out of the closet. I won't tell you what it looks like, but it's pretty disturbing. But instead of attacking Jamie, it get it kind of like steps up onto the bed and walks above and over him uh-huh. and then steps on the headrest of the bed and opens up a brand new closet door in the wall behind him and walks through it and kind of looks over its shoulder and smiles at him <gasps> right before it closes the door mm. and he freaks out he runs into the living room and they're like you know what's going on what's going on and Jamie's like we we might be moving, but the monster says that he's moving with ah! us. <laughs> so they're not leaving this thing behind. He is going to go on to the next house. This kid is going to continue to be terrorized. Um, and the problem, the thing that I'm thinking, though, is the arguments that, that they're having, the parents, the turmoil that's going on in the relationship and the toxic home, mm. is that the metaphor that we have here, that that's the monster? Are they then powering this thing that's able to manifest itself in their child's bedroom? Oh. And the monster is a symbol for, you know, all the, the issues going on with his parents. Yeah. And so they can't kill the monster because they're the monster. Yeah. Or at least they're the fuel for it. That makes sense. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of my my takeaway from this. And it's kind of why I wanted to spoil it because Mm -hmm. the whole thing for it for me was it didn't really like hit me that way at first because this reads very, very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. It is a full ass comic, but it's one of those comics where like you started it and you're like, oh man, this is good. And then all of a sudden it was over too soon. And you're like, is it a month yet? Because I want to read the next one to find out what's going on. But then I was thinking about it afterward. And I was like, oh, damn, the monster is probably a manifestation of the, of the parents and they're, they're arguing and they're just the impending divorce or whatever's happening or the, the father's drinking or whatever. And it was pretty, 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 pretty wild. It was pretty disturbing. Yeah. And uh, that James Tynan. Oh, that's powerful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A miniseries? Yeah. Ongoing? What are we looking at? I honestly don't know. Um, I can't imagine that, that it's an ongoing. I would think that it's like a five or six issue mini if I had to guess. Uh, it just reads that way to me. But I mean, who knows? Uh, Tynan has done a lot with things that were only supposed to be around for a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. And then they just got too big and whatever. Um, really, really like the Gavin Fullerton art. Uh, it's very like almost like Dave Stewart, like Hellboyish, in a way, like just in the, in kind of the, I guess the coloring or maybe it's the shadows. I don't know. There's something about it. That's giving me Hellboy vibes. Yeah, no, I see that a little bit, right? right yeah. Yeah. It's kind of got like a, I mean, it's image, but it's got a little bit of like a dark horsey look to it. <laughs> well, this, and, uh, this, I don't know. This started on his Substack. Uh, oh, okay. So this is the yeah. So if you don't do Substack, you just wait, and it's going to be printed by Image. Oh, wow! 
There you ah, go. so this is all right. There we go. Well, just see patience. And it's patience three issues. Is, uh, it's a virtue. It's a what? It's three issues. Oh wow. Okay. So it's a nice little, nice little tale. That sounds. You know what? I'm I'm down for that. You want to give me a solid three issues of something yeah. cool? Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, it's a really gorgeous color scheme mm-hmm. too. Wow. Yeah, it's um, it really, it really got to me. Like I, I know that uh, Joey kind of teased it last week when uh, he said he got an early look at it. But yeah, I, uh, I, I love like one of my favorite horror movies ever is The Babadook. Yeah. Oh, I absolutely love. I love the I like Monsters Inc. is probably my favorite Pixar. Well, there's those like, two combined. I, throwing in Insidious a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. I just, I have a thing for, I love the concept of there being like monsters in the closet or under the bed Mm -hmm. that it applies to kids and Mm -hmm. it's, there's like unwritten rules of how that works and the parents can't see them. And then how do you help them the whole bit? Anyway. Now, importantly, this is is pride month. You have to let the monsters out of the closet this month. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody comes out of the closet this month. (laughs) Bobby, you know, I'm just saying. (laughs) Tynan Tynan loves that sort of thing. So, you know, there we go. Metaphors on metaphors. Mm -hmm. Has anyone seen, (laughs) speaking of kids and horror and things like that, The Hole, directed by Joe Dante? No. It's I guess it's 2011 or so. There was this interesting year where John Landis, Joe Dante, and John Carpenter made really good horror movies, and none of them basically got released in this country because they're like old men. Huh. The whole is, it's sort of like the gate, but uh, a divorced mom, that's how we know her, comes to this new town with her, her, two, her two boys, one a teenager, one like 12, and they discover in their basement, there's a big giant trap door that when you open it, ends up being a bottomless pit to somewhere. Ugh. Stuff starts to come out of it. It's a PG-13 but really, really creepy and scary, and it goes to a lot of interesting places. There are monsters in that hole from before. I'll just say it that way. Oh, very the cover well. art has a very like Stranger Things vibe to it. Yeah, only it was made way before Stranger Things. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, right, not yeah. way before. This is two thousand nine. Okay. <laughs> But a fun <laughs> little movie that if you can search it out, I think you'll have a good ninety-minute romp. It's called the, the Hole. hole. If you can watch it, if you can watch it in three D, it's even better. But uh, it's hard to find it in three D. I'll uh, I'll make sure to go behind the beaded curtain yeah. uh, and look for it. <laughs> All right, I got more comics here. Oh. I read. I finally, after collecting like 14, 15 issues of this thing, I only read the first one before. Uh, I read Robin 1 Woo! through 14, Damn written by <laughs> Joshua Williamson <laughs> with R by Glove Melenkov, uh, Jorge Corona, or, you know, George, as I like to call him, and uh, Roger Cruz. <laughs> there are more people on this book, obviously, across all of these issues, but those are the creators that you are getting for this week. Yes. Uh, here's a score. Damien vanishes from Gotham and travels to could Lazarus he, Island. He? I'm sorry. That's what Aaron would have said. All right. Yes. Let me. But that's why he's not here and I am. Okay. Go ahead. Let Steve. me get through this. <laughs> You're in a safe place, let's, Steve. Yes, let's that's right. Let's all calm down. I have like six <laughs> paragraphs here. So you better I'm rolling up in. my sleeves. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. 
Damien vanishes from Gotham and travels to Lazarus Island, where Mother Soul, or as I like to call her, Shang Tsung, is hosting the League of Lazarus tournament. For the contest, Mother Soul has gathered the most deadly assassins in existence for a Mortal Kombat-style battle, where the winner is granted immortality. Or does she have other more nefarious plans of her own? Dun, dun, dun. dun. Anyway, <laughs> Damien has been searching for the League of Lazarus for a while, and he's finally found them. He wants to win the tournament to prove that he's the best, but he's also got his own reasons for traveling to Lazarus Island, where they have the ability to resurrect the dead. Hmm. <laughs> Damien gets to the island, where he finds a murderer's row of, well, murderers, and they've all got their eyes on the prize. While the ghost of Alfred Pennyworth haunts his mind's eye, Damien soon discovers that he's going to have to make friends if he hopes to survive the ordeal. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the hell out of it. It's this. so good, right? It's oh, really good. I love it so much. It's really good. Like I, I wrote in my notes, I'm the Damien Wayne apologist around these parts, but ah! obviously we have two. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have two in the house. Yes. Uh, but... I really, I like the concept for this solo series. I thought the idea for it was perfect for him. It really is. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's really fast paced. It has tons of action. I'm sure a lot of these characters show up in other things, Mm -hmm. but for me, it introduced me to several new characters. Mm -hmm. I've never encountered Flatline before. She's Mm -hmm. new. Yeah, she's new. I love her like this Mm -hmm. this reminded me a little bit of um like strange academy as far as like meeting a new cast of characters and all that stuff um flatline is a disciple of lord Deathman. i absolutely love her design she's she's just she's the minute that she came onto the page i was like oh crap yeah this is like my kryptonite for character design here this is awesome (laughs) yeah um what else do i have here uh, oh, and if Damien can't date John Kent, mm. Flatline is a fantastic fit. Hey, he has two hands. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Broadway's not here. I got to throw okay. out the thruple for her. <laughs> um, another great fit that I totally ship is Ravager. Yes. So uh, like an antihero and the daughter of Slade Wilson she and Damien go together like oil and water, and I could totally see an enemies to lovers thing happening here. So she had a little thing with Tim back when they were in the Teen Titans together. <gasps> oh. She's not the first girl to date multiple Robins. Look at no, you, no. Starfire. Hey. <laughs> we don't count the um, new 52 Starfire around here, Chris. <laughs> yes. Just saying. Sometimes you could have no memory and sleep with both of your <laughs> both brothers. <laughs> All right, I got more here. Here we go. You brought up Raza, you brought up Gotham. You can't expect me not to talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're, I'm almost done. Raza Ghoul eventually shows up. He's sporting like a seclusion makeover that gives him long hair and a nice beard. And he's all cut and swole. It's awesome. I like this version of him a lot more yes. than the Angular original. Yeah. Um, he has some really tender moments with Damien throughout this series. And I think he adds a lot to the story when we're kind of taking some downtime from the tournament. There's like a little bit of a break uh, after some really 
terrible stuff happens. Part of the miracle of Lazarus Island is that you can die there, but you'll be resurrected. And so everybody has a total of three deaths that uh, their third death being the final one. Um, that's the tournament. Like they all, they all have to, to kill one another. And then whoever's left standing at the end, that's the one that gets the immortality, blah, 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 whatever. Um, it's cool that it's so far, it's one big story. Like mm-hmm. arc one bleeds directly into the second one and all the characters are still there. Uh, even though the story kind of changes its location, even for a brief time, it's still staying within that same continuity and the same thing with the tournament and everything. Um, I thought it was really well crafted. Like there, there is some Shadow War stuff that breaks up the continuity a little bit, but I only read the Shadow War Alpha 1 mm-hmm. issue. I didn't bother to dip my toe into the rest of the pool because it's like not, it's a nine-parter. And I just don't have the funds this month to drop on eight DC issues to mm-hmm. read that event just to get right back to where I was. So I skipped them. That being said, like it wasn't a problem. Like as soon as they got back to the story that I was reading it, it was almost as if I didn't need to read that stuff at all. So whatever the the layout or the planning was for that, they were smart about it. And I didn't I didn't feel like I was missing anything. And honestly, like when it's all collected, I will probably pick it up and read it because it seemed interesting. It's good. I just um, started it. Yeah? yeah. What do you, how much have you read? I'm just into the Batman issue. I like, I literally just, I, I read the alpha and then I started the Batman issue, but that, that alpha, that Bongdanovich art is, I love that guy. Yeah. I wish he did something more regularly. Hmm. It really threw me when I opened the Batman issue that was part of the Williamson stuff. It was right in the middle of the Abyss storyline. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, all of a sudden, part two <laughs> of the Shadow War. And I was like, um. No, no, no. They wrapped up the Abyss. Because did they? they? They neutered Williams' run because Zdarsky takes over in July. And so, they, mm-hmm. yeah, they wrapped that up in like three issues. And then they're doing mm. this, and then they're going to Zadarsky and Jimenez. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, the, the William, I, I love me some Joshua Williamson. Yes. Like I, I yeah. love a lot of his work. I don't know that the few issues of the Batman that we got were necessarily doing it for me, but mm-hmm. you know, it, sometimes it takes these creators a little bit to warm up. But I am pleased to know that Zadarsky is coming on yeah. to the, uh, yeah. the series. For sure, I have a I have a question. Um, yes, is Lazarus Island is this sort of the sort of the, the split between Haiti and the Dominican Republic on Hispaniola that Lazarus Island is on one side and Krakow is on the other? No, this is more like Themyscira, and it just appears. Oh, okay, just because all this all this resurrection stuff, I'm thinking they're each on one huh? side of an, the same island. No. <laughs> no it's got um it's got like all you know ties to the the demon blood and the family and everything and it has its own magic that it can like manifest structures on like they build the arena out of almost like the sands of the island it it kind of appears like a ghost and then settles into itself such a cool comic if emma frost wandered across the border i just wouldn't be surprised that's all i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) Chris, why don't you share what what do you think? 
I mean, obviously, if Damien's there, so am I, right? (laughs) No, I I really am happy because every Robin has gotten a chance to have their own, like, let's leave Gotham and do our thing. And I'm glad that he's getting this because it feels worthy of him and it gives so much more depth to his character. I think it's cool to see him interacting with people outside of the family and someone that isn't John. Like I really, (laughs) John is inside the the, family. Let's be honest. (laughs) That's true. But the moment, the moment that he shares with Hawk on the cliffside, like even though that kind of ends in tragedy, (gasps) those moments beforehand were really, really nice. I agree. You know, it was cool to see him relating to someone and laughing with someone that is, it's such a rare thing. It's yeah. kind of like when Batman mm-hmm. smiles, you just kind of the world tilts on its axis and you're like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I think between this and his appearance in Son of Kal-El and what they're doing on Wayne Family Adventure, the new way that writers are taking Damien as a story about how do you learn, how do you go from being raised an assassin and learn to be a friend is such an amazing trajectory mm-hmm. for young people to read that I just, I'm here for it any day of the week. Yeah. yeah, that's what Tomasi was doing on Super Sons. I know, and I love yeah. it. <laughs> did. How about, I love that Robin reads ma- uh, manga now. That's yes, his thing. <laughs> that's, so, that's so him. Yeah. <laughs> and you- I love those pages that were peppered like, yes. throughout the series of, of the manga that he was reading. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. yeah, you know he corrects people on how to say it. He's like, it's manga, not manga. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so pretentious, but you love he it. He is so pretentious. <laughs> love that child he is and he but like he totally walks into this series being that way and i mean of course he all to to an extent he always will have those bratty tendencies i think but i do feel like we might be on the verge of growing him up a little bit but instead of doing like a a time travel dimensional hopping thing like they did with john i think we're actually going to see that progression in him and i think that you know maybe within a year's time or whatever or maybe at the end of this series like you said there might be a different approach to writing him like maybe the the damien that we all know and sometimes love to hate (laughs) might be a thing of the past Mm, i hope i hope he never lets go of being a brat all the way i think that's just essential to who he is and i love it i yeah a pretentious brat is is who i'm here for (laughs) A lovable, pretentious brat. Lovable, pretentious brat that can murder you if so desired. Hmm. (laughs) There you go. The best kind. The best kind. Murder babies are where I'm at. (laughs) Uh, Where I'm at is uh, I watched a movie over the weekend. Okay. This movie is called Teen Titans Go and DC (laughs) Superhero Girls Mayhem in the Multiverse. Oh, my God. (laughs) Let me tell you something. This movie should have been called DC Superhero Girls, and that's it. (laughs) Teen Titans Go, the Teen Titans team, when I tell you they're maybe in about 15% of this movie, (laughs) that is what, that is how much they are in this movie. They are barely in this thing. That's not a deterrent, was just unexpected. And I gotta tell you, one of the most egregious bait and switches that I've ever seen in a title before from a DC animated movie. Mm. Um, The whole thing begins with basically DC superhero girls and teen Titans, like teen Titans trying to decide whose movie it is. 
And they quickly realize that they're basically crossing over into a DC superhero girls uh, movie. And DC superhero girls are in a situation where Lex Luthor has kind of, he's made the, the Legion of doom or something like that. And they're getting rid of all the heroes and there's an ancient Kryptonian uh, goddess who's basically a witch who's going to be reborn through this crystal thing or whatever. And it's up to the DC uh, superhero girls to, you know, follow the plans and, and save the day. It's very funny. It's very cute. Yeah. It's very not Teen Titans go <laughs> to the movies or Teen Titans anything, really. I cannot stress this enough. They're barely in it. Um, but overall, it was a good time. And... I this is definitely not my first exposure to DC superhero girls, but I've never seen their Batman. Oh, is so anybody great. Th- yes, yes, oh my I God. love DC superhero girls. <laughs> so, like in the ultimate Batman voice move, Batman's voice is just a series of grunts and grumbles, <laughs> and you cannot <laughs> understand what it is that he is saying. Yeah. Every single time that he opened his mouth, I was dying. It was so damn funny. And every time that he stands around, he does this like cape up to his face thing and just looks like a gargoyle. And it is a riot. So great. I love I love that he's the butt of just this overall joke for the entire movie. It was really funny. Yeah. I love DC Superhero Girls. I That's how I introduced my niece to DC Comics. And now she's a full-blown, mm-hmm. like, she goes to comic stores and all that stuff. And it's the, their fault. Um, they also have my favorite version of the Riddler. Was he in the movie? Because I haven't seen this one. He's in the movie, but he doesn't have any dialogue. They make the Riddler into a classic, like, fedora-wearing, milady nice guy. <laughs> it's the funniest thing in the world. He just shows up and hits on Batgirl, like, every yeah. time, and it's the greatest. Oh, man. <laughs> My daughter loves that show. We have so all good. the action figures. We have all of the comics. She, yeah, uh, yeah that's her go-to. That's her DC it's the, really is, uh, good. It's very oh, watchable yeah, for an adult too, which is shocking, yeah. I think. Yeah. Does Zatanna have a crush on Aquaman in the series? I think so. They, they only show up a few times. Yeah. All right. She certainly does in the movie. Okay. And that was that was where some of the other funniest stuff in the movie was, was just her kind of drooling over him every single time <laughs> he comes up. And he's this like, you know, blonde, chiseled surfer type <laughs> dude who just wants to be chill. And he's always like br- brushing his hair back, and there's like hearts in her eyes. It's really funny. It's yeah. like so this uh, this other number in the text chain. This must be uh, Aquaman, huh? <laughs> pretty damn funny. Um, it's good. It's good. It's adorable. It's cute. It's funny. Uh, just if you're if you're going to it for Teen Titans, mm. be forewarned that they are hardly in the movie at all. Mm-hmm. So. They calling this Teen Titans Go and DC Superhero Girls just feels wrong to me. <laughs> Biggest animated lie since the animated Hush movie. Oh, no. Did anyone see that? <laughs> no. No, I missed that spoiler one. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Hush is not in that movie. <laughs> oh. Well, he's in the, ba- he's in the Batman, so that's okay. We're going in a different direction. <laughs> It's genuinely not. He's not in a scene. It's amazing. Oh, God. (laughs) All right. 
Uh, if anybody has anything that they want to get out there about the closet or Robin, speak now or forever hold your peace. Don't do it, Bob. No, Don't say anything I, about I'm Damien. Not, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Don't I'm do it. I'm good. I can already hear Aaron next week. Yes. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> well, if he showed up on an episode I was on, we could have this conversation finally. <laughs> John, how much of Robin have you read? I'm right up to the. I've read through twelve, so I'm right up to the the Shadow War. Oh, okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. read the whole Shadow War. So I'll get the. I'm gonna read it in order. So I'm gonna take. I'll take it for you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'll pick it. I'll pick it up once it's collected. I, I do yeah. want to read it. I figure I get I get all the books except Deathstroke. Um, so I, I can just get those two. Yeah. yeah, I have. I mean, like, I don't know. I really enjoy the younger heroes. Like, yeah. I like the 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 teen style oh, yeah. stuff. And I just, I didn't, I didn't have any idea that this was going to turn into that. Yeah, like a an ensemble book, like a like a Strange Academy or I don't know Gotham Academy or something like that. Yeah, uh, a little bit different with all the killing, but yeah. you know, <laughs> see, I, I loved Connor Hawk back in the '90s when they killed off Green Arrow and they made mm-hmm. him the Green Arrow. It was him and Kyle Rayner, GL. So they were like the new young, young people. And then Wally West was the Flash. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to see him come back yes. um, for Connor, a little bit. And our Ace King, gotta say, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. being Pride Month, Connor <laughs> <Yeah>. Hawk. <laughs> Connor Hawk, let's go! It's gonna be in the Pride edition. I'm so excited. Fantastic! Yeah. Oh man, that comes out this. It week. It comes out this week. Oh, <laughs> I'm really excited. There's, oh my God, um, there's some good stuff in it. Is Have you read it? I, no, uh, no, I have not read it, but I have, I have, I know things. Things are known to me. Oh, I smell <laughs> lies. No, I haven't read it. I swear, DC Comics, don't come for me. I have not read it. <laughs> Nobody broke any NDAs. <laughs> we just talked about it a whole bunch. Oh, <laughs> A random right, right. PDF showed up in Chris's email. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on before we get Chris in trouble. Uh, Bob, would you care to go next? Surely, sir. <sighs> okay. Uh, Strange number three by Jed McKay, Marcello Ferreira, Roberto Pogli, Don Ho, Jerry Italia on colors, and Corey Pettit on letters was jam-packed with... Stuff is the only way I can put it. We get a great magical battle between Clea and the minions of the Blasphemy Cartel, and that's the group that's certainly offended the Sorcerer Supreme. And that that highlights the issue, though, for me, to supposed to be smaller moments where Clea is just being really, really hardcore, completely sing. Now, here's the thing. I'm either getting used to the art or it's becoming less Posey. Either way, Marcello Ferreira's work has definitely enhanced the story by Mr. McKay. Although I do still kind of wish that Clea was wearing a less form-fitting outfit. Why can't she have the tunic over it the way Stephen does instead of wearing a head-to-toe bodysuit? Just saying. They listen to the podcast. I hope so. <laughs> Captain Marvel 38, Kelly Thompson, with art by Juan Figuera, Alvaro Lopez, colors by Jordi Belair, letters by Clayton Cowles. It's one of my favorites in Ms. Thompson's run, even though Carol Danvers barely appears in it. Now, that's a story for next time, as we have a teaser for next issue that reads, What the Hell is Going On? 
But back to the back, oh, no. back to the book in question. It's very binary centric. As this new heroine, with the help of Carol's BFF Jessica Drew, she works her way into the culture of New York City. Binary does a fair amount of big time heroing, featuring not only kaiju and villain bashing, but cat rescues and Big Apple food sampling. I mean, you're in New York, you should do stuff, right? It's a great fish-out-of-water thing, but as you suspect from Kelly Thompson, there's also some real, real depth to this. And by the way, there is Captain Marvel in your Captain Marvel book, to paraphrase Ian Malcolm, and it's in a very intriguing end-of-the-book sequence that leads to that teaser I mentioned before. Oh, uh, uh, before I go, I, I have to talk about this really gorgeous cover by R.B. Silva and Jesus Arbutov, which is sort of lots of carols with a big binary center. It's really a cool R.B. Silva color. We're big fans around here, and that is it for me. (laughs) (laughs) What? Okay, what do you think Binary's future is Beyond the Kelly Thompson run, do you think this character sticks around? Is this is this a a canon character now? It's going to be it's going to be for Kelly Thompson. I don't know that she's going to make her way into the Avengers or anything like that. Starjammers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think get her back Star- with the Starjammers. <laughs> that would be incredible. First of all, that would be awesome. Then, <laughs> I would then love give that. me a Starjammers. Oh my god, I would do anything for a Starjammers comic. <laughs> Please, yeah, that would be awesome. I think what's Tell next. Me. I think what's next is gender exploration, and then she'll be non-binary. Oh, okay, ah. <laughs> I'm here all week. <laughs> Try the veal. <laughs> Who? Okay, pardon my ignorance. Who are the star jammers? <gasps> that would be that Cyclops. would be whoa. Cyclops', Cyclops father. father. Christopher. Right, one at a time. One at a time. Cyclops' father, Corsair, who <laughs> was kidnapped by the Shi'ar. And held as a slave, and he and some others escaped, and they became space pirates known as the Star Jammers. And they look like 80s metal band. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They have deep Vs, and they are not afraid to use them. (laughs) High collar, deep Vs, headbands. Big hair for days. Mullet and a and a Fu Manchu. And the best ever comic is Greg Rucka's Cyclops comic, where the Cyclops of the past gets taken yes. to the future in that yeah, period of time, that, yes. and he goes with, on an adventure with the Star Jammers, and it's the best thing ever. Russell Dowderman art. Yes, was it's so, so good. good. It's one yes. of the best comics of all time. Yes, oh. I agree totally. Oh. John, we can be friends. <laughs> we, we're friends. Uh, oh, oh yeah! I remember the my. I remember the Paul Smith issues with the original binary and. Oh, oh God, it's so good. That would be such. Oh my God. Who is God. this? Who is this? Like a uh, creature from the Black Lagoon looking monster thing? This big green star jammer. Oh, he's, he's just, on every yeah. cover. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on his name. I am too, but oh. it's their friend. Their friend. Yeah. We've got a we've got a cat lady. We've got dragons. Yeah. We've got stuff in the Star Jam. Oh yeah, the Cyclops' dad's dating the cat lady yes. at one point. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest thing but ever. They, but they have an they have an open relationship. Oh, very open. It is like yeah. Kirk and uh, original series level open. If you know what I mean. Sorry. Every, every, every green alien's getting slept yeah. with. <laughs> His name is Chad. By the That's way, that's right. Chad. 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 Wow. Yeah, Corsair, yeah, Corvus, who is the big yes. shaved head in the ponytail. Yes. And he's great with 
oh, Steve, yeah. homework. You've got to read Cyclops. It's only like two volumes. It's a quick read. Yeah. Chad is a terrible name. It's like somebody this, was like, how can we take the name Chad and make it no, worse? No, it's Chris Claremont. <laughs> this is Chris Claremont and Dave Cockrum when yeah. they decided to make the X-Men a space story as well. Yeah. And it's the best thing that's ever happened. Yes. <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay, hold on. Is it is it Chud or it's C H apostrophe O D. Chad. Chad. You gotta you gotta throw an extra <laughs> syllable in there. Look, Chad oh is a God, little bit of a Chad, Steve. So it works. Like, let, t- <laughs> oh, they no. are they are an '80s movie. Like, I don't know how to emphasize that enough. <sighs> yeah, I don't know that I need any more Chads in my life. Oh, Steve, you've got to read this comic. Oh, there's room for at least one more. Well, if room. you ever, if you haven't read Cyclops by Rucka, you you owe yourself that. Yeah, that it is in your life. It is happy making, and also you will cry. <laughs> guarantee. It's so good. You've got to do it. <laughs> Greg Rucka's Cyclops? Yes, it's yes. only two volumes. It's short. It's so good. All right. I'll write it down. <laughs> I'm going to scream at you about it as long as I did with uh, Everything is Fine until you do it, okay? Anybody who has a rocky <laughs> relationship with their father and reads that, you're going to have tears. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Oh, I remember this. Mm-hmm. This was coming out not too long yeah, ago. Yeah, no, it's, this is, it's this recent. Is, yeah, this is like oh, okay. I I have I have at least probably one yeah, issue. Yeah. This. Go read it. It's so good. I'll I'll, I'll figure it's, it out. It's I'll very it up out. your alley, I think, Steve. I think you'd like it. Well, John didn't steer me wrong with uh, Radiant Black. There you, you go. Here yes. for that conversation, but dude, that series is awesome. It gets even better with when with the two's newest issues. Oh, and then man, you get I into oh, those. you got to read Rogue Son, the the mm. offshoot from Supermassive. Okay, I need like a master list of everything <laughs> well, associated with that comic because you know I feel what, like I'm missing stuff. You know what sucks is Inferno Girl Red was only printed in Australia. I can't <laughs> get a copy in America. And I don't have any friends down under. Any Aww. friends down under talking comic <laughs> listeners. We have the uh, Chris. Chris is down there. <laughs> I'm not. What? I have. What? Other not, Chris. No, other I have Chris. Chris. Other Chris. <laughs> objectively in pennsylvania (laughs) john if you're if you're that desperate i have friends in australia no they say it's going to be printed in america eventually but it was kickstarted in australia only like oh you're killing me no chris we we have have a friend of the pod listener named chris who's actually come to new york comic-con from australia to sit with us and have, have drinks at the algonquin that's so cool yeah yeah we're pretty cool. <laughs> number two, number two podcast. Number two, yes, yeah, number that's right. Two with a bullet. <laughs> we um, just for what we're talking. Uh, we I basically was fishing around uh, looking for the latest podcast episode to post on Twitter, and I came across a website that was like the eighty best uh, to- uh, comic book related podcasts, and it was it was printed or at least updated at the end of May this May. And apparently we were the number Woo! two podcast. Bravo. Uh, I fanboy yeah, looking over your shoulder. We're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're coming for you. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's probably like metrics and, and stuff like that, but, but we've been around for a long time mm-hmm. and a lot of people, 550 you know, episodes. that's right. That's right. A lot of people What's... still enjoy this show. Mm-hmm. So, Anyway, uh, if you're listening, you're contributing to that. So thank you so much. All right. Um, is Str- Strange is over, right, Bob? No. Uh, number three was the last no. one. No. I hope not, because it's a cliffhanger. 
<laughs> next, here comes the moon, it says, because Moon Knight's in the next issue. Oh, oh somebody, somebody, I feel like somebody told me that it was only three issues. I was lied to. They lied. Man. <laughs> God. I feel betrayed. I think it's going at least six. Okay. I am, um, yeah, I was, that was what helped me. That's how I knew who Charlie, oh, wait a minute. Have you, you saw Doctor Strange, right, Chris? No. Oops. Okay, then. Nope. 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 It's okay. It's all right. Let's move on. (laughs) No, no, no. No, no, no. We're moving on. Uh, John. All right. Buckle up because I had more free time in the last five days than I've had in the last five years. (laughs) Whoa. I got out of school. John's unbuttoning the pants. I had, well, I had, I got out of school on Wednesday. My kids had, my two oldest kids went to a grandparents for two days and my youngest still had daycare and my wife was working. She was finishing up and I'm like, what am I going to do with myself? I read so many comics. I watched so many TV shows. I went and saw Top Gun. Joey's dead on, except (laughs) that they never gave Miles Teller access to a $65 million jet, Joey. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's a little off, off, off air um discussion so anyway i i've read so many books and i'm gonna bring some to your to your minds now um our minds are ready all right first off i read 33 volume one uh this is juan manuel ponce plus marco finnegan and then from uh going to the chapel fame gavin guidry uh yeah so this this is weird all right i got this random kickstarter email like a year and a half ago and i was like ah this book sounds kind of interesting so i i pledged to it and it didn't meet its goal so i was like okay that's done then it pops up on zoop i had no idea what zoop is do you guys know what zoop is never heard of it uh, campbell's it's, makes it's, that doesn't it <laughs> yes. it's a uh, salt and pepper b-side <laughs> apparently it's the new kickstarter for comic books that you can pledge there and then they will send you a printed copy or a digital copy. And so it's a new avenue for people to get their stories printed. And so lo and behold, what pops up in my mailbox a couple of days ago, 33 volume one, um, Andrew West is a middle-aged divorcee with a mid-level job and a rather boring existence. He's got a shitty relationship with his ex-wife and is trying to connect with his kids. Andrew West is also a former member of a secret assassin cult collective where he was known as 33 and he helped extinguish the lives of many bad people throughout the world. And then he decided he was tired of the killing and he quit. Now Andrew's worlds are colliding as his family are targeted for revenge from the assassins and it's John Wick meets Vacation um, and it's fun. It's just a fun read. It feels a little bit like it wanted to be, it wanted to tell a bigger story, but I think that they got in what they could, uh, with self-publishing. All these issues are on Comixology if you want it, or it's being published on Comixology as well. But if you just want a nice fast paced action story with a little humor and a little heart, uh, and some good artwork, the one Marco Finnegan looks like David Aja uh, and uh, Guidry's art is just just really nice. It's a good fit for this. It's a solid, quick story, and 
if you get a chance to pick it up, I would recommend it. Then I read all of Shadows of the Bat. So Detective Comics number 1047 to 1058. You got Mariko Tamaki as a writer. You got Evan Reese, Max Rayner, and Amansi Nahupan on artwork. In the wake of the fear state, uh, Wayne Tower is now Arkham Tower. And mayor, the mayor has given Dr. Ware access uh, to all of the criminals, all of Batman's rogues gallery, who are incredibly well-behaved, <laughs> adjusted, non-violent, and free to roam around. <laughs> and nobody can figure out why. The Bat family is very curious, so they send Huntress undercover. Nightwing takes a job as a janitor to see what's going on. <laughs> and nobody can figure it out. And Batman's left town, and so there's a fear that there's nobody there to protect the city if this goes south which it does <laughs> um you got the party crashers which is a, a former joker uh, associates who who are running drugs out of arkham the penguin has a lot of pull and he's got a lot of uh clout with the the doctor and the the gangs and the drugs and at one moment in time it turns into um Remember the uh, the most recent Dread movie where it's just him in an apartment building? Love that movie. Just oh, yeah. floor to floor action. Yeah. It becomes that. Ooh. There's a moment toward the end of this run that there's just this great like fist pumping scene, and I don't want to give it away because it, it kind of would spoil some of the last two issues. It's just a fun, solid twelve issue story. It was told over twelve weeks. I just didn't read it in, in every week, and I, I just sat down and read it all. It's also got this great backup story by Matthew Rosenberg and Fernando Blanco called House of Gotham. Hmm. And it takes this orphan. Uh, oh, yeah. This is what I was talking yeah. about on Gotham Outsiders. Yeah, it, Go ahead. It, it oh, takes yes, this yes. orphan orphan all the way through the, the Batman mythos, like through Contagion, No Man's Land, Azrael Bat. Uh, up until like more recent and it's just this tragic story and you just you feel so bad for this kid and there's, it's like there's no hope um but it, and it's it's it, it do not read that if you are feeling bad um but it's really well done it's i i thought i think that might have been more of a standout than the main shadows of the bat story with just style and, and, and story elements, but I'm sure this will all be collected soon. Uh, it's a fun read and it also highlights the bat family over Batman. Yeah. So you got, you got uh, Nightwing in it. You got Oracle, you got bat woman, you got the bat girls, uh, which is continuing Bob. That's up to yes. issue. Number nine is solicited for August or September. Very happy. So it's, it's ongoing. I know. I love that. Uh, you got Tim shows up at, for a time. Uh, the only one they're missing because he's stuck on Lazarus <laughs> Island is Damien. Um, but this is this is good, good stuff. Yeah. Then there's Justice League Road to Dark Crisis. Oh, uh, number nice. one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, I, I'm not. This book isn't terrible. It's, <laughs> there's a there's a pull quote for you. <laughs> All right, but here, here it is. All right, it's got multiple creators. One of them is Josh Williamson, um, who's the main arch architect of Dark Crisis. I get it. DC is manufacturing a new event, and they want people to buy in. 
but this is not the way to do it. This is like vignettes of the new 5G. I mean, young, I mean, <laughs> um, as it tells the story of Nightwing, Hal Jordan, Wally West Flash, um, kind of putting together a new Justice League with John Kent, uh, the Jackson Hyde Aquaman. Uh, it's hinted that Wonder Girl and Robin are going to show up in the Dark Crisis mm. on this new Justice League, along with Shazam and Black Adam, because, you know, we have to. Um, <laughs> they have the movies coming out. Um uh, this book was a hefty price. I think it was like six bucks. Oof. It's if you want people to invest in dark crisis, this is not the book to do it. This, this should be on, free on DC infinite. Yes. Um, or a 25 cent book. And I know wow. paper prices and all of that is, is ridiculous right now. But if you want this story in people's hand, then, then this justice league road to dark crisis probably might have turned off some people who wanted to read dark crisis because there's nothing here all they keep saying is the justice league is dead and then <laughs> nightwing's always like maybe um <laughs> yeah. and, citation and, needed <laughs> yeah air quotes like if you can do the air quotes um it's it's just it's it's not going to turn me off the dark crisis i as i said if my if my comic shop pulls it for me i'm going to read it Apparently they listen to the podcast because they're pulling it for me. Be um, they're like, we're gonna we're gonna get thirty bucks out of John. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, but it wasn't all comics. I also caught up with a lot of TV shows. This is a really good time for TV. Yes, I gotta say, and I I heard you last week, <laughs> John, with the hot take. Yeah. <laughs> TV, have you heard of it? <laughs> yeah, I've heard I heard about this television, these rabbit ears. I think it's I'll tell you, take off. <laughs> Can't wait for entertainment tonight. Talking comics. John Burkle says, this is a great time for TV. Um, Stranger Things. I loved it. It's not perfect, but I love it. Steve and Dustin forever. Yes. Um, I loved loved Eddie. Uh, Eddie reminds me of my friend, my brother's best friend in high school, who was just this stoner heavy metal guy. Um, I loved Enzo, the, 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 the mystery Russian guy. And then Murray, when Murray does karate and kicks ass, I love like, like he really knows karate. Um, no, I, I there there are flaws, but it's it when once they are on the screen, it just takes me back not just to my '80s childhood, but also just how much I love this show when it first popped up, mm. and it continues yeah. to to I you know it might take a while before we get there. But it, we once it comes out, it's there, and I can't wait to July first and see how this season ends. Obi Wan Kenobi, so good. I love the tension of this this story. It's got great. It's got just a great through line. I love the the Leia elements to it. I know it might throw off canon a little bit. That's okay, people. Canon isn't um, real. Thank you, Chris. We are meant to be. We are. <laughs> you can come on Bob and I's vacation if you want. Yes, yeah. <laughs> ah, it's in the big city, though. I don't like people. Oh. I like you two, but no. Okay. <laughs> maybe. Hey, maybe. There are three people here. <laughs> well, oh, see, you, you're always welcome. I was going to say, that. you've never expressed an interest in this plan yet. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then. Go on. <laughs> and I was so glad my children were not home on Friday. Because the boys is back. 
<laughs> season three. It is a cacophony of violence, and I loved it. Um, you have heads exploding. You have tiny humans climbing into orifices of other humans and sneezing <laughs> themselves into a larger state of being. Hey, we that's Huey, what you're into, John. Hey, whatever everybody's into. Wee Huey is is in over his head yet again. Billy Butcher is the bastard that he has always been. The Homelander is losing his crap. You, it's just, I don't know how long this show can go, but I, I know it is politically incorrect, and I know that it is not for everyone. But damn, I love when it's back, and it just makes me gleefully happy to watch just this mess of a superhero universe. And I can't wait to see how these eight episodes unfold. I'm a little, I'm, I think we're all a little used to getting all these shows dumped on us at once. Like mm-hmm. the whole show waiting week to week. It, it, it makes me, I'll, I'll be honest. It makes me a little in, you know, edgy anticipation that you used to have when you were a little kid and you had to wait every week to watch your new show. And I also caught up on uh, Star Wars or Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. That show is amazing. Yes, is. That is that is oh, that yeah. might be the best Star Trek other than the original series. Wow, um, it is so good. I, I I love every moment of that show. Anson Mount is Captain Pike. Yeah, uh, for uh, it's just so good. Uh, and I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's Ugh. that's summer hyper me. I've got nine hours of sleep every night <laughs> for a week now almost. Oh, cool. John's living the good life. Oh, you don't know it. You don't know it. Mm-hmm. Only cool. teachers get it. I get it. I get. I'm with you I there, John. Yeah. It. <laughs> when I handed in that last final grade, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> I am drinking for the next three months. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, what's there? Okay, let's let's circle back to some of your stuff here. <laughs> You're talking about the boys and your excitement for the boys, but you're also kind of your your guilt for enjoying it as much as you do and watching it. The boys is your Megan Mog for me. I've okay. talked about that comic series, the Simon Hanselman stuff. It is some of the most depraved and twisted comics I've ever read, but I cannot look away when reading it. I blaze through like three volumes of that stuff in a very short period of time. Uh, And you talking about the boys just reminded me of that, that total, I don't love saying the things are a guilty pleasure, Yeah, but the Megan Mog stuff is a guilty pleasure for Uh, me, which I think the boys is for you as well. I think so. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't even a big fan of the comic book. I felt it was a little too over the top, but I love the overtopness of the TV show. So, hey, am I a hypocrite? Probably a little bit, but I'm okay with that. (laughs) Hey, if you're finding joy, that's what counts in this day. Amen. That's right. (laughs) Uh, The other thing I wanted to say, I think it's been out for a while. We can reveal one of the characters. Uh, I really, really love the Psycho Pirate stuff. Oh yeah. In detective comics. Like I, that, that thread with him balancing all of the people and puppeting all the people Mm -hmm. that he is. And it's like having like a thousand red bulls a night and just trying (laughs) to, to keep, like keep up with it all. And then dropping the ball. Like he did. I just call that even just for that short. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's, I, I, in the first four issues, you're like, what is going on? Like you don't, you, you know, like you see like, as as much as comics can do 
you see like the little ticks, the little like the 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 almost of them losing it. And then I loved when the huntress like wrote in blood under her bed so that she would remember because they kept making her forget with the mm. Medusa mask and all that. And then I I, I got to say I love the fact that everybody thought it was a fake Harley and it was the real <laughs> Harley. <laughs> yes. Either we thought I was fake, but it was really me the whole time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a good, good time to like Batman. I'm just saying. Oh, it's such a good time to be Batman fans. Mm. There's so much good stuff going on right now. Absolutely. Oh my God. Okay. I'm getting bombarded with personal messages for summer plans. <laughs> I don't know that I'm ready yet. All right. <laughs> um, on vacation just, with, with Chris and John say, and I. Come on. Yeah, we're going to go to museums and a winery. Um, <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, instead. the city winery. There's live music. You, you can go with that. You know, rope Joey in. Aaron yeah. can take a train up. Carolyn and Melissa can come down. Happen. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Why not? You got to bring Bronwyn. Got to. Sounds like a plan to me. Let's do it. Uh, and I concur about Stranger Things. I, I I don't know how much I talked about it last week, so I can't remember. But I it does have flaws. Like yeah. in retrospect, I've I've had some conversations with some people, and we've realized a few things, but. I still love it so yeah. much. I think it's the best season they've done since the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And they need to shoot yeah. season five now. Otherwise, they are not going to look. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to look like they have mortgages if they don't do it. Good grief. Uh, uh, and whoever they got times. to be the little uh, little 11, she looked a lot like the, Millie Bobby the Brown. Act- Yeah, Millie Bobby I Brown. honestly didn't even realize that that was another yeah. kid. I thought that maybe they had just like done the de-aging stuff for uh, <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah. No, no, no. Or used like existing footage from that first season just to make – because like, I don't know. There are shots with that character where it doesn't even look like a real person. It's right. wild. Yeah. Did you – But seeing Dr. Had- Brenner back, that was mm. – mm. Did you all see that interview about uh, Will's sexuality? Did anyone else see this? Yeah. I always saw quotes. Yeah. It's just so annoying. They're like, happy Pride Month. We're never going to confirm anything because your imaginations are better than what we could write. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Screw you. Just make him gay. Come on. Wait, I have this. We same all feeling. know. <laughs> like, and I, when I walked oh, out of no. Frozen 2, my kids were like, why are you so pissed off? I'm like, could have taken Elsa to that level. Because, and, yes, and broken down you. so many barriers come for little on. girls out there who want to, yeah. Yeah, come and on, Stranger just, Things. Who are you, owned by Disney or something? What's, what's going the, on? Yeah, what's the painting? Like, just, just go there. Yes, Will is Please. in love with Mike. Don't lie to what, don't, don't piss in my eye and call it raining, as Bronwyn would say. <laughs> now, his taste in men might be off. Yeah, look. Yeah. <laughs> Mike sucks. He is very young, okay? <laughs> right. We all we all fall for the wrong person at one point in time, and Will's just getting it out of the way early. Let's just do it. Just go there. Yeah. I just uh, I love them patting themselves on the back and being like, we think it's really bold of us to leave it to the audience. <laughs> we, we think that we're really groundbreaking with our big And I was like, oh man, I hate to tell you about queer baiting. <laughs> it's a tale of I think I time. saw a I think I saw a quote from them saying that uh, that stuff will be addressed in part two or volume two okay. of, part of season yeah. four. As they hastily, I'll believe it. I was going to say, as they I hastily it. put it in after all the backlash. Right? 
Hey, can we do reshoots real quick? Yeah, just real quick. Just have him have one rainbow on him at one point. Then we're don't do nothing else. But that's like superimpose the painting to him and Mike instead. <laughs> Whatever else they were thinking of doing. Post post right, credit post credit sequence for the last episode. <laughs> It's going to be like the Loki credits where yeah. you can't really read that it says genderqueer, but it's yeah. like there, kind of, but it's blurry. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'm sorry, Will, I don't remember the bowl cut being in fashion in 1986. <laughs> well, Listen, the curly shuffle, the kid. Stooges were back. You know, oh, you never know. Oh. I do Noah like Argyle, Schnapp. though. Argyle is awesome. Yeah. Argyle is awesome. <laughs> Noah Schnapp has complained about the Will haircut sure publicly. He yes, he should. Um, I don't blame him at all. And I do, I do, I feel like if any, if he does any heinous stuff later in life, that we could probably point to those haircuts as <laughs> part of the reason, at least. Did you so see like, the Duffer Mother Brothers made me wear the, the Duffer Mothers? The Duffer, Duffer Mother Brothers. brothers. <laughs> See what the Duffer Brothers did to me uh, in those yeah. season, the Stranger Things season. Look at my haircut! They have pants on that leave nothing to the imagination, and this okay. haircut. Poor child. <laughs> All right, before we before we we end up spoiling something for Stranger Things, <laughs> let's move on. Chris, yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> So I am bringing the webtoons today. Surprise. Do it. Everyone, I'm sure. But DC Comics, who has obviously done amazing things with Wayne Family Adventures, has a new webtoon. It is Vixen NYC, and it is so good. So, Oh, I didn't realize oh, that was out. It just started. Uh, so Vixen moves to NYC, and she's having all these adventures and like trying to start her life there. It starts out with an episode guest starring Batman because Bruce Wayne is in New York hosting Friday Night Live. <laughs> it is so funny because everyone is making fun of how he cannot make a joke to save his life. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's so good. I I love what they're doing. I hope they just keep making webtoons about characters. And I hope they keep doing this, like characters who don't have huge runs going elsewhere. I think that would be amazing. Um, so I love What them. is the tone for this one? So far, it's very playful. Um, it is a, okay. It's a continuous story. So unlike Wayne Family, it's not um, like episodic. Uh, it's, but it, it just, it's like four issues in. So as far as I can tell, it's, it's, um, going to be kind of light, kind of an adventure. Did they, how, do you know what the release schedule is for it? No, I do or not. Or like, did they front load the three, they did, they did. Uh, the they four dropped, episodes to get, yeah. okay. They dropped four at a time. There might be another one out now. Um, Wayne family is, is weekly. So I, I suspect it will be. So yeah. Wayne Family Adventures is so amazing. Wayne Family Adventures is incredible. It's almost at the end of the season. Uh, we will be covering it on Thursday on Tunes when the season's over. So, um, we, oh God, I love that so much. It's my favorite comic of all time now, honestly. Uh, but this one is really good too, I will say. It's just started. Don't have a lot to say about it because it just started. But it started out with a bang with that um, Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne cameo, so... Um, so that's that, because I have to bring the DC news, but obviously it's Pride Month, so I got to bring the gay comics as well. Um, <laughs> so a uh, shout out to uh, one of the longest running uh, comics over on Webtoons, My Dictator Boyfriend. It is truly, yes. have you read this? 
See, have you read this? I haven't read it, but I have it. I oh have it God. subscribed to, and I, I have it stored up in my thing. Yeah, it's truly one of my favorites. It is so funny. The concept of it, the uh, the authors of it uh, did an interview, and they were asked like, "Why did you write this story?" And the one goes, "I really wanted something where I could comment on the world right now and how things are sliding toward fascism." And his artist goes, "And I wanted to draw butts." <laughs> and, <laughs> and that is the vibe. It, it, the storyline is this fictional country um, that is run by this, you know, a horrible dictator. But his son is kind of this goofy, like, can't get anything right, secretly gay man who gets assigned the most beautiful man as his bodyguard. Uh, and the story takes place where the like secretary of propaganda and the secretary of defense are trying to get him ready to become the leader and uh, find him a wife. So they create a dating app of date my dictator. <laughs> it is so clever. It is so funny. It's an adorable idiots in love romance between him and the bodyguard and it touches on these really interesting ideas of how misinformation is spread and the ways that we control people and racism and like these really deep ideas, but told through a story that is laugh a minute funny. It's so good. Um, and my final one is Two Losers from Earth, which is this beautiful kind of uh, surrealist romance uh, comic about this world in which they've created a train that can go to the moon. And it is two people that are trying to escape their problems by going to the moon who meet each other on this train. And it's sort of like murder on the Orient Express. If that was a rom-com with surrealist art. <laughs> and okay. it's amazing. Get that. I love Completely it. Get that. I love it so much. It's so good. <laughs> And that's what I brought. I have definitely been shown several pages and panels from my dictator boyfriend yeah. when Bronwyn was going through it. Yes, absolutely. It it won some I, awards over on our uh, award show at Thirsty Odd Tune. So. Yes. I distinctly remember the cackling <laughs> because I was trying to do my own reading. <laughs> Just every couple of minutes, it's her so cracking funny. up and... The Minister of Propaganda is one of the funniest characters that has ever been written. I love him so much. <laughs> Just the setup is hilarious. It is. It's very good. Ah, oh, man. I got I got homework now yeah. from this yeah. episode. Cyclops, my dictator boyfriend, get on it. <laughs> I want to catch up with uh, Captain Marvel, too. I got some stuff. I got to catch up with Strange. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to do some reading tonight. When Jump on Vixen here. NYC. You got to do that one. That's the other one. Damn it. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. You know what? Instead of me making a list, you just remember everything. Okay. Me, I got you. <laughs> Sweet. I'll send you a snap later. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, man. All right. I think. Let me see. What else have we got here? Oh, this. This. All right. this. this. Okay. Hold on. Before... We get into this. This is more of a what if, okay? Ooh. The This is coming from Screen Rant. DC wants Joker director Todd Phillips oh my God. to be a Kevin Feige-like mm. advisor. No, oh, no. Please. Please. So, God, no. Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers Discovery, they're doing a lot of internal changes. Uh, Toby Emmerich is oh. stepping down. Uh, as the overall head honcho of all of that stuff. Um, 
they haven't said this, but like Hamada's job is probably in question. I would not be surprised if there are some announcements for that stuff. But basically, Discovery is going in now that they're controlling all of the stuff and they're kind of cleaning house. And you saw a bunch of shows get uh, get killed off. And they're kind of refining a few of their arms and, and whatever in the entertainment field. But this article I just thought was interesting. <laughs> uh, so Warner Brothers wants Joker director Todd Phillips to be DC Films' as Kevin Feige. Uh, while most uh, famous for his raunchy comedies like Road Trip and The Hangover, uh, the director <laughs> screams of the Joker- superheroes to me. Okay, hear me yeah. out. Hear me out. A Justice League so, in the in the vein of The Hangover would be amazing. <laughs> I, I'm down for that. <laughs> as long as it's not like Joker, that's all I want. <laughs> so, <laughs> Batman looks DC. across the hotel room. Aquaman passed out. In the- <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Batman has Batman has to, right. <laughs> has to use his detective skills to solve what they did last night. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. I would watch that too. I would too. All right. So obviously Joker paid off really, really big for them. It grossed over a billion dollars worldwide. Uh, It earned 11 Academy Award nominations, including Best Director, Best Picture. Uh, Walked away with two wins with Best Actor for Joaquin Phoenix and Best Original Score. Mm -hmm. I gave it a reward for the best movie to judge whether I want to talk to a person ever again as well. (laughs) How about best movie for making us sympathetic for a white man to take his violent (laughs) delusions Mm -hmm. out on society and make it feel okay? Thanks a lot, Todd Phillips. (laughs) But it spoke to a certain segment of the audience, and we know what- Not the ones who need to be spoken to. It did speak to them, and and then it helped me spot them, which I will forever be grateful for. I, I, I mean, the, the Snyderverse wasn't bad enough. Let's go to the oh, Phillipsverse. All right, let's let's not alienate everybody. I am. I, mean, I, I am. am. I got no problem with it. <laughs> I don't I speak like for Todd the channel. <laughs> I just speak for Chris. I, <laughs> I love it. I, I like Todd Phillips. I like his comedies. I like his movies. I think the Joker looks very, very cool. It makes me want a 1980s Batman in that 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 kind of grimy environment. I just think that it's in poor taste in the Mm -hmm. current atmosphere we live in to Mm -hmm. make a movie that is sympathetic to Mm -hmm. a psychotic madman. That that's my big problem. I like Todd Phillips. Don't get me wrong. I've he's he's got a lot of money from me, (laughs) but I liked the look of Joker. Like the overall, like the cinematography that, type of stuff um, I thought was really well done. I liked the way it was shot. Um, That was pretty much all I liked about that movie. But like, I'm just interested in if this is, if there's any truth to this whatsoever, there was also another thing going around saying that Kevin Feige has kind of been like flirting with the idea of going over to DC. No uh, way. Which almost, no, like never happened. uh, Which like upset me more than this did. Because first of all, this is all, this is all like rumor and, and, and whatever. There's all stuff just being bandied around because people are bored and they want some clicks. Um, and there might be like a kernel of truth to it, but nothing major. Any anything like this would be going yeah. to major outlets but, if it was anything. But Todd Phillips um, isn't even a comic fan. I mean, Kevin Feige <laughs> is a comic fan. Todd Phillips. My my thing with it is that 
I don't think that we need to treat Kevin Feige as if he's the only person on the planet that can. Well, do John this. Favreau could, for instance. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give it to Favreau. Yeah, there's there's a there's any number of really talented people that if you wanted to go back to the drawing board and try to do the whole universe thing again, yeah. you. You, you could, could find I, someone. I, I, I got James. I got two names for you at, at DC. They work for you already. Mark Wade, Greg Rucka. I would watch well, what I mean, Greg. That's just... what Greg Rucka would do. Yeah. I would watch that. Yeah. Well, make them the story right. Like, yeah, give, give them, them like, the creative continuity. continuity and, control. You need yeah. you need a filmmaker to kind of guide the films. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you, you there there are there are people out there who are fans of the material. More so than Todd Phillips, who just kind of wanted to tell that story. Nick Spencer. Let's have Nick Spencer do it. <laughs> uh, I do want to note that Phillips has said that he does not have a massive knowledge of the DC universe. Surprise. He does not know if he would be the right <laughs> that, person that for wasn't, the job. That was not obvious from the Joker movie at all. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I'm well established on my show as being a deep Joker hater, so... I I, I get into arguments with my students all the time because they think it's the greatest thing. Oh, that, and I'm like, no. And then I point out all the flaws to them. They're like, damn, you're right. We live in a society. <laughs> well, you should listen to me. <laughs> damn, Mr. Right. Burkle. They, I, Whoa. I tell them all the time that if they just realize that I'm right about everything, they'd be a better year. <laughs> I get better grades, I'm sure. Ah, they're good. Yeah. It you is the movie. Bad grades anymore. <laughs> It is the movie that has caused me to have the most conversations with men going, you just don't understand Batman. Oh, boy. I was like, oh, buddy, I have a Batman podcast, but thanks, though. Buckle up. (laughs) Oh, yeah, okay. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Let me me get through the rest of this here, and then we'll we'll either move on or we can talk more about it. Um, (laughs) They are still, whether he does this or not, uh, Warner Brothers is still pursuing uh, doing another Joker with him, regardless oh, of what he decides. <laughs> um, it notes that Phillips would not serve in an executive capacity, uh, but this is part of uh, Zaslav's plan to sort out DC, which remains a, a significant challenge and a high priority for Warner Brothers' discovery. Uh, they have an existing relationship with one another, um, but then it goes on to reiterate that he doesn't have a, you know, Massive understanding of the DC. I don't know that any of this is going to come to fruition. That's why I'm not that upset about it. Um, I just think that DC needs to decide what they want to do because it just feels like they're throwing shit at the wall to see what sticks and, and not a whole hell of a lot is, is happening. Like, the Batman did exceptionally oh, well. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. And but because it was beaten by something else, they're all bent out of shape about it. And they're willing to like do these crazy Hail Marys to try and get it back on the track. Don't keep making Batman. When there's a there's a clue. They, they got, it, it got beat by Top Gun, which is like yeah. the movie of movies. Crushed crushed by crushed by oh my crushed God. by Doctor just, Strange, too. Yeah. So it's the third it, they they put it out in March. I'm sorry, that is not movie going time period. Plus, we were still in Omicron and, and all of that. Yeah. That it's just it, if they put that out in July, it would make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And, and so they can't, I, and here I am telling Warner brothers how to do their books, but <laughs> I would not be as, as worried about what it made because I want to know the HBO max numbers yeah. because when you put, when you put things on there 45 days later, I'm sure that that I've watched it three times on HBO max. Yeah. yeah. And I can't wait for the Gotham central, whatever they're calling it, mm-hmm. uh, show they're going to do with Jeffrey Wright and not Gotham Knights, not Gotham Knights. I thought you were about to say Gotham Knights. <laughs> I was like about don't to you, have Don't you disrespect. No. <laughs> oh my God. I forgot to put that in the outline. Oh that God. Gotham Knights trailer. The Holy Gotham Knights shit. trailer we're is good. the funniest thing I've ever watched in my life. I am so excited for this show. I'm going to watch every episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that Warner Brothers should reevaluate. They have, oh God, they have Misha Collins from Supernatural playing Two Face. I am. Oh my God, it's going to be a mess, and I love it. Okay, <laughs> this is how this is how broken I am for Gotham Knights. We did talk about it yes, last we week, and I completely forgot. Yeah. That's how that's how much of a fart in the wind oh this was God. for me. No. I think we have to have a watch party drinking game when that premieres. Invite me. I, I will be there. <laughs> I'm on. I kind of want to do it. Yeah. Chris, you should cut. Co- you should come back for yeah. the uh, the, oh, the episode premiere. I have you know. You don't even want to know who I'm going to be when this show comes out. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> not in a good way. Not in a good way. Don't get don't get scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually I looking forward to love this. Love trash television. I have watched so much Riverdale with Ben Con, uh, a friend of the show Ben Con, and I watch Riverdale together. Uh, so I'm ready. A friend of the show fame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, also, they write amazing comics. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, there's a humble bundle with Ben's uh, yes. collective works, I believe, going yes. on, or at least some uh, happening right now. Yes, go get oh. go get their stuff. They're an amazing writer. Indeed. The point of that Indeed. was that we watched Trash together, though. That was <laughs> that was the actual point. <laughs> I I'm I'm excited because I don't know what's going to happen, but I want to be there for it regardless. I just, and I think that you should come back when I that premieres so we can all talk about it. I was we should buckle up because it's only gonna be one season. <laughs> I <laughs> was cackling that they created a new Robin to be his biological son because they <laughs> wanted to cast a white guy, is the only reason I could assume it isn't Damien. Um like, choices were made. <laughs> It's already a disaster. It's so bad. (laughs) They also are courting disaster by casting someone from Supernatural in the show. They are going to have the most unhinged people watching this show. And I just, I don't think they're prepared for that. (laughs) Oh, the Supernatural fan. They are territorial. The Supernatural fans are going to be all over the shit. So Steve, I tell you right now, it's going to be more than one season. It's going to be trash, but it's going to be more than one season. I'm telling you right now. Because they made fucking Walker Texas Ranger last more than one season because Jared's on it. So they're going to make this last more than one season. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, heaven help us all. (laughs) I I am surprised that the news that you brought wasn't that they re-released and flopped again. Morbius. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I'll say I'll say my piece. I was going to keep my mouth shut, but I'll say it. (laughs) I think it's funny. I see. I do think it's funny, but I w- I was done getting joy out of it a while ago. The the collective hate for Morbius after seeing the movie just feels a little. 
I don't want to say it's unwarranted, but the level upon which people are just descending on this movie. It's Jared Leto's fault. It's not the movie's fault. No, like, it's the movie's that's fault. That's why the we hate terrible. it. I mean, the movie's terrible. The movie's terrible, but Jared Leto is a, is a cult leader. Like, he needs all the shame he gets. Like, <laughs> I saw a great headline today that says, Jared Leto is still losing millions. For films. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I just think it's the best thing, the most like Gen Z thing in the world that they collectively bullied this movie back into re-release just so it could flop a second time. I think that's the best. It went back into theaters? (laughs) Yes. Oh, I had no idea. So what happened was like on Twitter and TikTok, the joke became to pretend like you actually liked Morbius and they just (laughs) did it so hard that the studio believed it was true. They like missed the sarcasm and re-released it. It's like when all the the Korean pop fans thought Trump thought he was going to have a million right, a thousand percent. <laughs> Gen Z is savage, and I think it's so funny. <laughs> oh god! All right, when you put it that way, right? it's actually pretty funny. I think it's look. I so we know if you listen to any of my other shows, you know I love a cult. So I'm very obsessed with Jared Leto and the fact that he runs a cult and yet nobody cares. So I'm I'm happy to see him not succeed in this world. He doesn't. What is his cult? He has. Okay, when he was. Yeah. I'm, I'll bring I'll bring you up to speed. We covered this on Chris, Gotham Outsiders. Chris, too. we are kindred spirits. I'm obsessed with cults as well. <laughs> Please, John, watch the deep end and let's talk about I, I, it. It's on my list. I'm done. I'm, yeah. it's, I'm shook. Okay. Jared Leto basically was in the band, you know, 30 Seconds to Mars. And yes. he while he was in that band, kind of as a haha joke, they started like a cult island, except it isn't a haha joke. And he wears like. Um, Jesus robes and young women follow mm-hmm. him around and he preaches and he does this all the time and it's really gross but he always whenever people like talk about it he's like it's just ironic and I'm like sorry it's not ironic if you actually have a compound my dude it's like, very next I was just gonna say yeah it people is. went to prison it's over very- that if people yeah. can be branded, yeah, yeah. one it's, of the people from Smallville. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. So it's super gross. Oh, like, wait, 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 wait. You don't know about that, Allison? No, I know about. Oh. No, I definitely know about that. Okay. But wait, is she? Is she? She was got that for like six tied? years of prison. Yeah. yeah. But but was this associated with his Nexium? cult? Yeah. No, 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 no. Nexium. Oh no, no, no. She sorry, different cult. Yes. Sorry, <laughs> right, keep up. It's a whole other cult. <laughs> no, no, Jared Leto's cult's continuing. Yeah, Jared Leto, like look up the pictures, type and Google Jared Leto. I'm looking Leto at a cult. picture of him. It's so scary, right? He's like Jesus with sunglasses. And and he has everyone following him, and it's so creepy, and nobody knows what happens on that island. Um, among the many other shit he's done, the fact that he's a cult leader and nobody cares is one of my like life's goals to let everyone know this fact. I wonder if North Face makes cult? his robes. It's like it's just called the cult of Jared Leto. No, it's like the th- it's it has a reference to Thirty Seconds to Mars. It's like oh, Mars wow. or something like that. Well, when he did the that, s- when he did that band, each album had like a different like like clothing motif. Yeah. And then one of them, he created this entire concept. Yeah. It's like a concept album that's gone too far. Yeah, yeah. 30 Seconds to Mars, Gucci, Con- Kanye? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Is that it? I don't no. think so. Oh, my God. I'm so confused right now. Yeah, yeah. This is this is horrifying and amazing at the same <laughs> yeah. time. If you ever want to know anything about a cult, you've come to the right source. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky? What does he have to Uh-oh. do with this? No, I'm not actually sure, to be honest. David Fincher? Yo, what is happening? It's a wild thing. It's wild. 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's uh, like the fact that this man is this famous of an actor and nobody knows that he's running a cult blows my mind. Well, it's kind of like everybody just kind of ignores Tom Cruise and Scientology when Scientology what? does some sketchy, oh, sketchy yeah. shit. Scientology the, is the leader creepy. of Scientology's wife disappeared yes. like a decade ago, and, and they never found her. They never found her. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god, the stuff that Leah Remedy reveals Love when she got show. out. Yes. Oh my god. It, just a life lesson. If you are paying to be in a religion, it's not a religion. Yeah. yeah. Call, call your parents. You're in a cult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and to, and to be clear, Darren Aronofsky and David Fincher, they're not in the cult. Okay, they're just, this article is talking about a people, film about it. <laughs> people that he's worked oh, with. Okay. Is what uh, this is. Uh, okay. Mm. Yeah. I just, I don't want to, you know, I don't yeah. want to send anybody to David Fincher's house. I don't think there's anyone else famous in his cult. I might be wrong, but I haven't seen anything about anyone it's, else. It, I want to know. There's a bunch of groupies that, yeah, I think it, it is. that just bought into this. Mm-hmm. And it's a, the fact that it's a lot of young women. Mm, Oops. Not a good, not a good look. Not a good look. Mm-hmm. Why are 30 Seconds to Mars fans called Echelon? It's just his th- Echel- it's just Echelon. Thing. Sorry. It's a thing. I want to know what his cult is called. I can't I th- find it. Might it might be that. Echelon, it I, might all it be. says is the cult of Jared Leto. Huh. Is there a Wikipedia? I don't know. No. <laughs> they just know. need Where, it. We've, <laughs> this might be the most off the rails we've ever <laughs> gone on this show. You Who invited- would have thought that my so-called life would give us a cult of Jared Leto one day? <laughs> God. Oh. Talk about trashy TV. We yes. can rewatch that. Oh my that. god, oh, that's a classic. Oh, that's a great classic. one. Classic. So many great episode titles. <laughs> <laughs> my so-called cult is my uh, new favorite. <laughs> With a picture of Morbius, of course. <laughs> oh yes, in a Please. Jesus robe. Yes. In a Jesus robe. <laughs> oh, I have to bust out the photoshopping skills. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I could just use this cult of Jared Leto imagery and just put Morbius' head on there. My God, yes, please do this. Please. I'll try. I'll see what I can do. All right, let's (laughs) let's wrap this up. (laughs) No more news. news? I don't think we have any more news, do we? No. Do do you see something, Bob? No. Um, I mean, there was a teaser for Tim Burton's Wednesday series that's coming out. looks like fun. Jenna Ortega. As Wednesday, oh yeah, seconds of it, but it'll um, great. Yeah, it does look good. I'm curious about it. I definitely will check that out. Um, all right, let's uh, talk about the books that we're looking forward to this <laughs> oh, week. No X Men question. We're saving that one for Joey. Yeah, we might okay. as well. I I apologize. I I know we're we're <laughs> ugh, we ask for questions and then we hold on to them. <laughs> um, it's going to be crazy. We're kind of bouncing around a little bit over the next couple of weeks. Um, I have a, sh- a concert on the 20th, so I won't be here for that uh, that week's show. Go to a concert on Saturday as well, solo. I'm going to see uh, a band called Polisa on uh, Saturday at this like legendary venue in uh, Toronto. But I'm going by myself, Aww. so hopefully I'll have a good time. Yeah, I don't know. I have like one concert buddy out here, and if he's busy, it's just me. So I'm going to learn how to use the go train. <laughs> I'm going to go to a concert. Why is he carrying around a severed head in this? Photo? Oh, it's oh. The, Met Gala, the Met Gala look. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 He, this Met Gala, he came with a person impress, impersonating him so that he had a double instead of just a head. He's, I, but uh, he's not vain. 
Okay. He is, see, he doesn't know who I am, but he is my nemesis. I don't know if I've made that clear. <laughs> it's funny. Bronwyn and I were discussing Jared Leto, I think, right after we watched Morbius. And she was asking me, like, what's his deal? I know that he's, like, problematic. And all I could think of was some of the behind-the-scenes stories mm. about the Suicide Squad stuff. Well, and, and he did and that stuff on Mobi- uh, Morbius, too, where he pretended to have a disability yes. in between scenes and that it took hours to film anything because he insisted and they had to buy him a wheelchair <laughs> to speed things up. Oh, my God. Yep. That was the other thing that I that I was telling her. But I was unaware of all of this cult activity. Yeah, and let's not forget he sent, to- like, used condoms to women on the cast of Suicide Squad, so... Like yeah. ew, yeah. Oh, he did terrible things on that shoot. Yeah, yo, I'm you know pretty... he's broken. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, I'm looking at some of these cult like photos of some of his gatherings. Terrifying. This is right out of Midsommar. It is. It's so scary. Um, all right, I'm gonna send this to you. <laughs> we sent Steve down a rabbit hole. Yeah. We did. We did. Bob, why not? <laughs> yeah, by by next week, I'm gonna be a member. <laughs> seen steve in days where did he go he bought a white robe and disappeared we thought he was going to a concert but where is he now (laughs) what is that sound it's oh no it's 30 seconds to mars (laughs) i'm gonna i'm gonna ask 30 seconds to mars to do a new theme song for talking (laughs) i hope we don't lose the 30 second to mars fan we had (laughs) the one the one (laughs) you don't get it there we go (laughs) (laughs) all right Man, I have a lot of fun things to play with for the images this week. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bob, what are you picking up this Jane week? Jane Foster and the Mighty Thor number one. We have Rocketeer, Ooh. the Great Race number three. Nubia, the Queen of the Amazons, number one of four. And Poison Ivy, number one by G. Willow Wilson. Oh, yeah. Uh, John, you got anything? Aquaman, Andromeda, number one by Ward, Kristen Ward. Uh Batman Ooh. Killing Time, number four. Batman 124. Dark Crisis, one. Dark Knights of Steel, seven. Flashpoint Beyond, number two. That Texas Blood, 14. Amazing <sighs> Spider-Man, number three. Marauders, three. Thor, 26. And for Sawyer Burkle, Venom, number eight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like I have to make a caveat. That's cute. Uh, Chris, are you picking up any books this week? I'm um, not picking up any, but I'm going to be catching up on some webtoons. Um, we are going to be doing a Prince of Southland episode, so I'm reading that one right now. Um, and they've just updated Exception, which is one of the first webtoons Brownwin and I ever read, and I love it. It's very queer. It's very good. Uh, so those are the two I'll be catching up on this week. Excellent. Uh, for me, I'm also going to pick up Aquaman Andromeda. Uh, Batman number one twenty four, Dark Knights of Steel number seven, DC Pride number one. Yeah, oh yeah, that too. <laughs> oh yeah, I got that one. Uh, Poison Ivy number one is also on my list. I think I might dive into Amazing Spider Man. I'm gonna pick up uh, one, two, and three. It's been good. This week. It's been good. Yeah, I'm curious. I always, I always try to jump on when they restart uh, Spider Man, which is quite often. Um, Savage Avengers number two is coming out. That Jane Foster book that uh, Bob had mentioned, uh, Mirka Andolfo, Sweet Paprika, number 10, That Texas Blood, number 14, and Twig, Scotty Young's Twig, number two, uh, is also on my list. And um, yeah, 
see if there's anything else here. I don't think so. Does anybody have any uh, closing statements, anything that they want to share? Uh, this is the uh, Wednesday is the 10th anniversary for me and my wife. So happy if anniversary. She actually listens to the show. She'll hear my shout out. And if she doesn't, <laughs> that's on her for not listening. <laughs> Chris, you had something. It sounds like. Did I? I thought so. <laughs> sure, I you mean, definitely made a noise. Like you were about to say something. I, that's just how I act. Um, I can, I can promo our stuff. If that's sure. is this the time for that. Perfectly okay. so. Yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Okay. So we have a lot coming up on Thursday on tune. Uh, we have obviously our regular episodes are coming out a bunch of them, but we also are starting to do a whole bunch of interviews. We just did one with Meredith Moriarty that came out, uh, two weeks ago, who is the author of the hot pumpkin daddy series that we talked about last time Bronwyn and I were on this show. Um, and we have a bunch more interviews coming up. We are doing chaser episodes for people who don't listen already, which are episodes where we review things that aren't comics. And we've been reviewing romance novels and we have a bunch of romance authors who have signed up to come on and Ooh. do interviews. And I'm very excited about it. One of them is the author of Brown One and I's favorite book series that we call Gay Wolf Book, but in reality is called Big Bad Wolf Series, Charlie and Hara. And I'm so excited. <laughs> um, and on <laughs> Gotham Outsiders, this month is our Pride Month special, which means we have so many episodes coming out. Uh, Steve's episode just came out where he, we did uh, Batman Imposter. And then Steve and Bronwyn have an episode coming out shortly where we talk about uh, Son of Kal-El. We have an episode with author Justin Winters where we talk about Aquaman the Becoming and we have our Pride special coming out where we're going to talk to a lot of DC artists and writers who are queer and writing queer stories. So please check out Gotham Outsiders this month especially. What a roster. Nicely done. Yes, thank you. Oh, and wait, I'm not even done. We also have Jadzia Axelrod coming on to talk about uh, Galaxy the Prettiest Star, which is one of the uh, comics that just came out about a trans main character in the DC Comics universe, and she is coming on to talk to us about that. No. Thousand that's percent. Awesome. Jadzia is our friend. She's amazing. She's been on the show a bunch of times. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yep. Um, I have one thing. To I have two. We're all going. This is good. <laughs> go, go, Steve. Bob. Go ahead. Okay. You go first. Um, as we recorded, actually, no, 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 no. Hold on. <laughs> I've made that mistake before. Yeah, never. I'm going Bob. to go. Yeah, I'm going to go, okay. and then you'll go. <laughs> I, I've rethought this. Um, I just want to put it out there that uh, this past Friday, I sat down with uh, Curtis Clow. He has a Kickstarter happening. I don't know. I think it'll be over by the time that this show airs, but uh, you might be able to still get down on it. It's called Slightly Exaggerated. Uh, I sat down with Curtis for like a 35-minute spot. We had a ton of fun uh, just asking questions about the process and about the book and about fantasy in general. Uh, And we got a little deep for a while and it was a good time it was a good conversation and that is on the main talking comics feed if you want to go and check that out feel free uh we will probably have more bite-sized interview episodes like that going up in the future uh schedules are crazy like we've had people trying to come on uh and just one thing has led to another and it hasn't worked out but slowly but surely we are going to wheel those out uh so that everybody can hear them and uh 
That's all I got. Can Bob, I do, what do you Can have? I do one more self-promo sure. for us? Absolutely. <laughs> I forgot. Sure. Um, so I I also do consulting work on comics. I consulted uh, an Unstoppable Wasp um, and the Unstoppable Wasp novel. And I just wanted to let people know I'm taking clients again. I've got a few jobs lined up. But if anyone out there needs a psychology consultant or a queer consultant on their comics or books, I am available right now. Hit me up on Twitter. Do you ever sleep, Chris? I, I don't, no. I'm also <laughs> writing a dissertation, and I do therapy five days a week. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Chris, is, Chris is in in very close proximity in this house. I We hear from them at least, I don't know, how many times like a day fif- would you like say? 50, at- like 50 times oh, a day. Yeah. If Bronwyn and I are not in constant conversation, I assume something's wrong. <laughs> Yes, it is. It, like saying goodnight to both Bronwyn and Chris has become yeah. a common occurrence. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. I've just become a part of their relationship. That's where we're at. <laughs> uh, Bob, what do you got? Sure. Uh, it's hard to follow all this, but let, let's just go here. It's as we're recording tonight, it is June 6th. Um, John, as the teacher in our room today, June 6th, 1944, it might be the most important date in the 20th century. And that's the D-Day invasion of Normandy, where we started to make, as the Allies, a push against fascism, change the world forever. And I just want to throw it out there to all those people, past and present in our military, who've given their lives or their service and their time to defending all of us. I just want to say thanks. Right on. Good Thank choice, you, Steve. Right? Good choice, Steve. Great idea, Gusei. <laughs> Oh, oh God! <laughs> Could you imagine? And then you're just like, "Hey, I did an interview." <laughs> I just would have been like, "You know what? Forget it." Thanks for saving democracy. I did an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis and I fight the power for 35 minutes. Go listen. Oh my God, Bob! I can can always count on you. <laughs> Amazing. All right, uh, that's going to do it for this week's podcast. As always, you can send us your comments or questions through our email, podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com. We are also on Twitter at TalkingComics. I never read the X-Men question for everybody to answer. No, I thought you were saving it. I I am, but let's let's give people some time to respond. Um, Okay, so we got this question coming in. Choose a team of seven X-Men, but you have you can only choose one character that was introduced in each decade the X-Men have been around. So one introduced in the 60s, 70s, uh, up until the 2010s. The seventh member is 20. a wild card. Oh, What's up? Never mind. I, I read it wrong. Never mind. Okay. The seventh member is a wild card pick uh, that can be from any decade, including the 2020s thus far. So basically, make your dream X-Men team one from each uh, decade or era of the, the property. Uh, and then you can send those, those responses to at Talking Comics on Twitter or podcast at TalkingComicBooks.com as our email. You can write into to us uh, and we will, we will share our teams and our characters and such in the future. Yeah. All right. Bob, where can I listen to Old fashioned you? email. Bob Reiner at talkingcomicbooks.com. John. At JP Burkle. Chris. On Twitter, you can find me at The Myth of Psyche or at Thirsty on Toon or at Gotham Outsiders. 
So many things. So many things. <laughs> so many things. Joey is at Joey Braccino online. Aaron is at Aaron J. Amos. Uh, I am at dead underscore anchors. I can't remember if I said that or not. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. Be excellent to each other. And until next time on the Talking Comics Podcast, to be continued. <laughs>